everyone, it's Adam from Ukrafot24. The ninth episode of Meeting the 92, we're on our way now, sort of tenth of it, the journey done. Still got a hell of a long way to go, though. And I've come to, I mean, it's probably one of everyone's sort of number two, maybe number three clubs. It's one of those that's in the in the fun place in every football-loving fan's heart in England. To tell you why, it's because I'm at Wimbledon. The real Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon. I'm with lifelong fan, Barry Faust, founder of the Ultimate Sports Network, a fantastic network for scouts, refs, coaches, anyone in the, in, involved in the game to connect, interact and network. It's where I network with Barry myself. And Barry, thanks for taking time out of your very, very busy schedule, mate, to join me no today. Problem. Uh, hope everything's well over there, and uh, you've recovered from the England game at the weekend. I hope. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just. It's uh, this going out just after the tournament, so we don't know what's happened in the semis and the final. But uh, hopefully, it's it's finally come home. But we don't know yet. Uh, Barry, I you yeah. just saying off air, you you've you've been a lifelong fan of, of of Wimbledon. It must be so great to have the club back at its home in Plough Lane. Uh, what what were your, your sort of your first memories going to the old ground? Um, I just remember because obviously I was very small, um, and everyone's very tall when you're young. Um, seeing a lots of backs of people and going up to going up to the ground and then making my way to this big gap in the in the in the stand and um trying to see my way through to the to the ground you know have a look at the see, see the pitch and when I see the pitch I know I'm at the, at the ground then I can actually I can actually watch the game it was a very surreal I don't know it's quite a strange strange um my first sort of few games it was some of the games I went to on my own believe it or not I was only 15 so I used to walk mm-hmm. from my house which was probably two miles two and a half miles away back in the day and walk, walk to the ground and um, make my own way in there. It was, it was quite really weird because you're not with an adult, you're sort of um, lost the sea of, of men. It's, 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 there's, no, there's no other kids with you. Um, so you have to try and fight your way to the front and try and get to the barriers and try and see if you can, someone will be nice to move over so you can actually watch the game. But yeah, um, fond memories. It was a, quite, was a really nice tight pack ground. Was, I was always behind the goal. Um, at the home end and I always remember one of the things I always remember is that when Fashley was playing when mm-hmm. there's a corner I always thought we're going to score because we always nearly did with him you know <laughs> it was like he's going to score a goal and it, you know it was, it was that sort of excitement you know when you're young you, you just you have the favourite players don't you mm-hmm. he was one of the ones you sort of he was like a talisman for the club he, he sort of like hooked you you're definitely going to get a goal today if, if Fash is up for it. He'll score. You know, our set pieces were quite well known for Wimbledon to do set pieces and, and score off them. A bit like, you know, the Boltons were and people like that who, who did it as well. Um, so, yeah, I have fond memories of the ground. But I don't, I mean, I don't, it wasn't that long after it was we, we got moved out to Salas Park. So I didn't have long there, if you like. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, for people outside the UK in particular, if they're listening to this, um, just give them a quick picture. How long, I mean, how far is Sellers Park? It's not like it's just a quick journey around the corner. It's a bit, a bit of a trek mm-hmm. across London to get there, if I'm right. 
it is a bit of a trek yeah it's the other side so uh, miles wise i'm trying to think if it's 10 12 miles or something like that is it i'm not so exactly that, sure yeah. distance it's quite a, it's quite a distance from me because i wouldn't go if people don't live in london they wouldn't know that there's certain areas you don't normally go to so i don't I didn't go too f- further than Croydon, and this was a little bit further into London. Well, on that on that side, on the on the east side, towards southeast London, whereas I was based in southwest London. And you don't tend to mix the postcodes. You don't tend to go to places you don't live for for, for various reasons. But just anyone who lives in certain areas now, they would only go in their ge- geographical area that they know. They don't tend to go out outside of them. And to go to a football match, to a rival's ground. Is quite, yeah, it's not the greatest in the world. I mean, what did it mean for yeah. the club then? Did they did they lose a large sort of number of the, the local support when they moved across? Or? I mean, I obviously carried on going, but mm-hmm. I know I've heard a lot of fans say, I stopped going when we went to Sellers Park. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand why, but I, I, I personally couldn't stop supporting my team. They were still Wimbledon Football Club. They may have been at a, at a sharing the ground with a, with a tenant and a landlord that we didn't particularly like or get on with. But as far as I was concerned, it was a means to an end and we were only there temporarily. That was, that was, that's how I viewed it. We're going to get a ground back in Merton at some point. So let's keep going. Let's keep putting the money into the club by, mm-hmm. by supporting them by going to the games. And I wanted to watch some of the games. I mean, I watched, some, I watched one of the games I watched there was when David Beckham scored that famous goal. I was behind that. I was behind him when he scored that goal. Ooh, you know, no. I wouldn't have seen that if I didn't go. I, I wouldn't have seen that, would I? I wouldn't, I wouldn't if I didn't go. And I saw I saw a bit Liverpool there, you know. I saw a fashioning free kick you know, go in the top, you know, hit the crossbar and go, you know, things like that. You know, you'd miss all that. You're quite right. So, yeah, I wasn't prepared. I, was, I wasn't prepared to miss all that. So, I, I decided I was going to carry on going. Yeah, fair, fair play to you as well. Fair play to you as well. I mean, was it the supporters that were there? I, I'm thinking back to nights. I remember there was a few times, weren't there, that... Uh, owners and different. There were a number of owners, if I if I recall, during the sort of yeah, there was enough, yeah, we were trying we to nick your club almost, wasn't it? Well, yeah, we had. We were told by our then chairman way back when we were at Plough Lane that there was nowhere else for us to go, and we had to go to Sellers Park. Went to Sellers Park. We got sold to some Norwegian owners who had some fancy ideas. We then basically sold out to the guys that eventually took us to split the club up and made it and made it all move up north um and took the club up there and we, we weren't prepared to, to to do that um so yeah we did have a number of owners and we got i don't know i felt we got sold down the river a little bit it, fans didn't work for me as a fan i think i wasn't important what was important was the business model of a club and that was it I mean, as a, as a fans group at the time was, I mean, football these days has moved on a lot since the 90s. I think you'll agree with me there. At that stage, yeah. was there, there the sort of organisation in the fans group? Uh, was yeah, there, Salas yeah Park big, to, big organisation. To, to, to fight yeah. against it? How, how did it work back then? There were loads of organi- There were loads of protests against the, against the FA, against the club against us moving to Dublin, if you remember rightly. Oh, yes. Against us moving to MK. Wiser, the Wimbledon Independent Supporters Association, Wimbledon Independent Supporters mm. Association, Wiser. They did a lot of work um, in, in, in petitioning the FA, petitioning our, our board, every, in petitioning other clubs. 
um, a petition in the government. So there was a lots of pressure put on for us to keep the club in, in London, to, us, to, to not, to not um, get it moved, to not get it moved to Dublin, to not get it moved to other places as well. Um, it wasn't like we said, okay, you can, you can move it, you can take it, we're not bothered. We, all, we stood up and we fought against it. We, we, we had sit-ins in Sellers Park. We refused to move out of the ground. We wait, you know, we did loads of things. It's, it wasn't it's, just. It's the memory coming oh. back to me now when uh, I remember the, there was the boycott as well, wasn't there, in, in, in the final season, as, if, yeah. if I recall yeah. as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. I think for, for younger listeners, you imagine, imagine, say, shall we say, like Leicester City these days, you know, cup winners, not long, you know, last season, Wimbledon Cup winners in the 88. Uh, one of the less fashionable, successful clubs, as Wimbledon were yeah. back then. And all of a sudden, their owners want to move, you know, up routes and shift them to the other end of the country. That's what we're talking about. And that's what we're talking that the FA actually allowed to happen, which is, you know, it's a real dark part of English football's history, I think. Would you, would you agree yeah, it's with that? Quite- it's quite damning, I think, with the FA to allow that and then to say not in the wider interest of football. I mean, how, where do they get that? Where do they where where's that come from? Who's who says that about you know football's where you are, where you live, I mean, you support your club because of where it is. If I said to you that club's moving 70 miles up the road, what are you gonna say? You're gonna you're gonna think that's okay? Oh, yeah, it's right, you just call it another name and we'll just move it up the road. You, you do that. People support clubs because of where they are and the name, you know, okay, a lot of the clubs now are global. Okay, I understand that. Mm -hmm. But the smaller clubs like us, like Wimbledon and the other smaller clubs across the country, they rely on their local local fans. They they, they rely on that. And they are the heart of their community. Oh, completely. You can't can't move the heart of the community somewhere else. It, It doesn't work. It's very well said. Okay, I agree with you completely. Agree with you completely. And I, I mean... I think that's what's such an inspiring part of uh, Wimbledon's story now is what you guys went and did. And there's, I'll let you tell the story about the, the the first training session, the trial session. Was it on? The- <laughs> was it Wimbledon Common? Yeah, extensions. Yeah. So they advertised in the local paper for players, and they ended up with about two hundred odd players turning up uh, for, for, the, for these trials. And they, we had at the time we had no stadium, we had no kit, we had no manager. We had fans that all, you know, dotted around the place. We didn't really have anything. So no sponsors, nothing. And um, so they all turned up t- to play for this new new club. Um, had to scrabble together a, a kit and a, and a sponsor um, from the local uh, the local area. And, um, yeah, that's how we were formed, basically. <laughs> just, just on the back, you know, in a, in a newspaper, you know. So it's, it's advertising for players and they all just turned up. So... It's brilliant. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely I mean, it's brilliant. Mad. Yeah. It's, it's mad. It's mad. Because, yeah, and then we ended up um, obviously sharing the ground with Kingstonian. Um, yeah, and it went from the, we went from there. Just applied to, we applied to the league. Ivor Heller said, look, to the league, FA, how, how, do I, how do I enter a league? And they said, oh, this is how you do it. Okay. And went away and did it. That's what they did. Tried to go into the combination, I think the combined counties league. Started there and then worked our way up. And that was what 15, 16 years ago, something like that. Yeah, 2000, well, 2002, 2003. Yeah, 2002, so, we basically formed a new club. Yeah, 
So ni- 19 years ago, what for combined counties, what's that, step 10 or something like that? Something like, something like that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's nine, nine or 10 or something like that, yeah. Right down yeah. at the bottom of the pyramid. And you started again. And, and I mean, AFC, AFC Wimbledon, obviously the inspiration for so many of the new the newer sort of uh, supporter, supporter-led clubs that have broken away from disres- you know, disrespectful owners. But what a fantastic success the club has had. I mean, it's, it really is such an impress- impressive one. Growing up in the Midlands, I remember when uh, sort of AFC bypassed Tamworth as they went through sort of the National League area into the league. It was just like a whiz. You're like, wow, what's this sort of phenomenon coming through? But it was just a great sort of journey the club's been on over the last few years. How important was it to for you to move away from the from sharing with Kingstonian though in the on the journey? I think I think we felt that we had a vote between the fans and the Don's Trust board put a, put a survey out and said, right, what is it? What do you want to do now? Now we've got a ground and we've got we've got a kit and we've got a sponsor and we've got a manager now, now what do you want to do what was your next five years look for as a fan a lot of the fans said they want to move back to Merton they want to have their own ground you know and have their own identity because for the, for many many years our identity was stripped away you know you, you know a club they're synonymous with their ground aren't they you know Bramall Lane you know everyone knows who that who what club goes there everyone knows that you know Old Trafford you don't have to say the name of the team. Everyone knows the name of the team. So it's the same thing. You didn't want Sellers Park, did you? You didn't want Kings- Kingstonians, Kingstonians ground. Sellers mm-hmm. Park was Palace's ground. So we wanted, some, we wanted something back in, in Merton and preferably something back in Plough Lane, if possible. Um, so the importance of getting back there was massive, huge. And as long as it was back, long as it was back in Merton, we would have been happy. Um, and to be back at Plough Lane is like a dream. You mean you can't have... <laughs> You can't imagine it as a fan. You couldn't even imagine it would ever happen. <laughs> it was like a dream to be back there. Uh, I, can, uh, I, I can't guess because I've never been in that in that position myself. But a lot of respect respect to you and, and the club for having been on the journey. I just want to touch on something there. You mentioned that you know uh, Ivor Keller, who was is he still the chairman of the club? I know he was. Ivor Keller was is now oh, the commercial director. Commercial. So. And he went to uh, the, the supporters and actually asked the supporters what they want. How is how is the club organised that way? How involved are the supporters in the sort of day to day running? So we have a don, the, the a club's owned ultimately ultimately by the fans. So mm-hmm. the Don's Trust own a percentage of of the of the club, and nothing can really happen unless it's run through them. There's obviously a board. We are consulted, but. Sometimes it, it sometimes we consulted after the fact, if you like. It's like, oh, this is what's <laughs> going to happen. So, um, so we are consulted in, you know, it, sometimes you don't, as a fan in other clubs, you don't get told anything. At least we get, we do get told. We do get, um, you know, we get um, figures sent to us and things like that. So we can see where the where money's going and things, and things, things of that nature. If you're a Don's Trust member, you get sent the minutes of meetings and things, things of that. So we are consulted quite, I think, quite, I think we could be consulted more, but then you know every fan wants more. Um, but I think we're more we're more widely consulted than other clubs would be, especially as we are fan owned. Um, we I can understand why we're not consulted in certain things because they're, they're um, you can't tell um, or release things because of other 
activities that other people might see, um, it, it will affect it will affect that. So you can't they can't tell us everything because of that. They've got to keep some things private, which I understand, and I, I understand why some fans find that frustrating. Um, which it is, it is frustrating because you think, well, I want to know that. I'm a, I'm an, I own the I own the club. Why should I know? But they can't tell everyone everything. Otherwise, it affects yeah, it affects the business mm-hmm. part of it. So I get that, but I think personally, we are. We do quite well to be, you know, re- re- regarding consult- consultation of fans. I think we do quite well. Um, we could, I say, we could do a little bit better, but I, I think we, I, 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 you know, when we're better off than we are than some other clubs that, you know, who basically treat their fans as as, as cash cows and as as uh, as, uh, as as customers rather yeah. than fans. That's good to hear. I mean, it's. It's just it's a real interesting setup there, and I think a lot of uh, a lot of other clubs can take inspiration from it. It's a fine balancing act. I, was, I hadn't thought about it until I spoke to a Liverpool journalist who said, "You know, you can't have you can't have the support from the pub making a hundred million dollar decision that gets made in the boardroom." And as AF, you know, as Wimbledon continues to grow, and we hope go through the leagues back to where it was, I think you, you know, these decisions, it's it's getting that balancing act between Yeah, yeah. A lot of fan a lot of fans have said, you know, at the end of the day, this Joe Palmer, who's the he's the CEO, he's 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 been paid to do that. And mm-hmm. um yeah, you have to they basically said you have to leave the board to um you have to trust what the board's decision making in appointing that person and trusting that person. You can't always have you know, you can't always have the final standard decision. He's paid to do that. That's his job. And you have to trust the board have got it right in the person they've selected. So, yeah, you do, you do have to sort of say, okay, fair enough. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, fair play, fair play. Now, I mean, obviously going back to Plough Lane this year, I mean, it's, is it, it is the newest ground built, isn't it, in England at the moment, the new, the new Plough Lane, am I right? I think it is, yeah. yeah. I think it is. What's it, what does it look like? Because I... I mean, I've not been amazing. Back, I've not been back to England since it was built. So it's it's amazing. I see it getting built before, obviously, when it, before it was actually finished. Um, mm-hmm. So the ground stages, and I was amazed at how big it was, considering I think it's only got eleven thousand capacity. Mm-hmm. It looks a lot more. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing great. ground. You know, it's because it's ours. <laughs> <laughs> That's superb. Is it? I mean. Has it got any sort of terracing possibilities if that becomes possible? Yeah, so, yeah, so the south stand has got um, safe standing. Ah, brilliant, brilliant. I hope One of only few clubs in England to get safe standing as well. Great. And they, has the club sort of, in, sort of incorporated some of the sort of corporate side of it? Are there, the... Yeah, so we've got west stand, which has got like a massive um, hospitality sections in there. So they've got all that going on, you know, boxes and things like that. So we have got those too. And let's hope they get open next season for uh, for people to actually use again. Well, it's been a, yeah, it's been a, been difficult. I can't wait to get some supporters actually actually in it. I mean, with with the ground opening, what's what's going to be the impact in the local community there having you know match day back in um, uh, to, you know in Merton on Plough Lane? What's going to be the buzz like back when it's I think it's going to be amazing, and it? it's going to be amazing. But it'd, be, it'd probably be going back like when I was at Plough Lane originally. It'd be, it'd be that sort of feeling. I went to a test match, Liverpool under twenty threes mm. last season, 
And yeah, that was surreal because it was like, I remember being on this road, you know, when I was 15, you know, it was crazy, 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 exciting, in a exciting, exciting way, not a a, a bad way. Um, But um, yeah, I think, I think, I think the businesses are going to like it because obviously there's going to be more fans there, so you know, people to sell to. So I think it's going to be a positive all round. You know, I think everyone's going to benefit from it being there. There's always been a sports thing on the corner there anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's something unusual for them to have loads of traffic or loads of fat people walking about because the um, dog track was there and the speedway were there. So although they've been closed for, for some time, it, that area was generally used for sport anyway. So it's a regeneration for me because they've got, they've got flats there now. There's flats surrounding the ground. So there's more, you know, living spaces for people. So it's, it's, a, it's a bonus anyway. Great, great, great. Just out of curiosity, how far are you from the tennis? <laughs> yeah, not no. that far not that far not that. I mean, no about you, I don't know a couple of miles I think it's quite I mean for me you use the word surreal it's surreal that you get this you know this quintessential upper class Wimbledon <laughs> tennis with its strawberries and cream and then I think a plough lane and it's properly properly the opposite end of the spectrum I know is it's it strange. is it really like that in southwest London yeah it's strange isn't it because <laughs> I always thought that they would want to, being that how big the tennis the LTA are there, you know, the Wimbledon, where the tennis championships are held for England, I always thought there'd be a sort of some sort of working closeness partnership, you know, as it's a sport. Yeah. But apparently it's like, no, no, we don't want, no, 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 no. It's a bit like, yeah, bit nothing, like nothing to do with football, please. <laughs> no, yeah, over there, you're over there, stay over there, stay over your side. Because they're you like can... Southfield, which is the posh area, like Wimbledon, like all that area. So it's quite a up to, well-to-do area. Um, whereas we're, the, we're, we're more on the rougher end of Wimbledon. So yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I've got to ask, mate, uh, rival, rival clubs. I mean, is there any club more hated than the franchise up north? Or is it is it clubs around London that really get the blood boiling? I mean, Palace, I would say, is a rival for me. I mean, yep. some people might say, say differently, but I think Palace would definitely be their South London team. Um, a lot of people don't like the Chelsea, but I personally, I quite, I don't mind them. I quite, I quite like Chelsea, and a lot of Chelsea fans have supported Wimbledon when they, when, in the back in the day when Chelsea used to play away, they used to come and watch hmm. Wimbledon play. So I don't mind Chelsea, but obviously MK is a, is a, I wouldn't say it's a rival. It's just a team we don't think should exist. So it's, it's not quite a rival would be giving it respect of a football team. We don't even respect it that much to call it that. Um, we don't think it should be there. So I won't, I don't, I never go to the games. I never go to the, I've never been to that ground. I never will go to that ground. I, I, I might go, I might go to the home ground, our, our game, because to me, I'm showing them what, it, what, what should have happened. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. But to, but to go there is known. So I won't go there, what, no. What's the status now between between the two clubs? If I'm aware, if I'm right, the logo's been given back to AFC, the trophies have been given back, and there's been... Is there a complete cut-off from uh, Wimbledon with with the team up in, uh, up in the north, or is there still... Are they still claiming some links? So they've, they've, just, they've said they've sent everything back and signed it back over to Merton and, um, you know, the FA Cup and the 
the low, you know, the badge and everything else. However, for me, I mean, some people will say mm. they don't really care anymore, and I, I get that because it's been a long time. But for me, drop, drop, drop the dons, and let's carry on. Okay. Why have you still got? Why have you still got that? Yeah. Come on, you've given everything back to the club or Merton, should I say? Why have you still kept on to that? For me, they're keeping it there as a business um, perspective, business model, and not because of history or not because of anything else, because they want to keep it there because it, it, they know that the word Dons is um, an automatic, um, people automatically uh, uh, associate that with football and Wimbledon and, and, and everything else that went with it yeah. because that was our nickname. So they don't have to work on being a um, established brand because they've already stolen the brand there. That to me, if they give that up, it's not about money anymore. It's about the club. It's about football, and you are actually genuinely, you are genuinely making a break and genuinely saying, okay, we'll start again properly without using someone else's nickname. They wouldn't. They never, you know. After I took, I said, oh, MK Blades. <laughs> would, you know, what would you say to that? Uh, things that I couldn't repeat on air, put it that way. <laughs> you, know, you know what? So you know where I'm be, coming from. Yeah, I, 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 you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, very well said. Very well if they said. Took Sheffield, if they took Sheffield United up to there, yeah. uh, well, up north, say further seventy miles up the road, yeah. and then they said, mm-hmm. "Okay, we're giving you all everything back that you've earned over 150 years, but we're going to keep the nickname Blades." Yeah, you would say, yeah. "No, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no," and exactly. I was also. I'd also say, get to the bottom of the pyramid and work your work your Start way again. back up like a like a real club well, does. <laughs> if anyone knows the story of that club, yeah, um, they'll know that there was a club in MK which they dissolved. They bought the club, MK City, and dissolved it so they could move another club in there and say, look, this is the club you should have. We have a and, place permanently already in the league. That's what they did. As yeah. It's disgusting, really. Really is, really is. But let's change that slightly. It's club's been in a, as we every club in the lower leagues in particular, it's been a difficult twelve months with uh, the lockdown and fans not being sort of allowed in and that. How, how have the club sort of uh, handled it in particular, and how have they have they sort of been supportive with the community, especially once they've gone back to Plough Lane? Have they sort of reached out to the local community? Yeah, and they, things? they they've had a COVID, um, um, you know, the uh, vaccination centre there, so they've oh, done that brilliant. ready up for that. Yeah, um, they've also held tried to you know. Fans who bought season tickets for the the year that we didn't have any football there, um, they they obviously helped. They put on um, games where we can access them for free. So like all the games we played, we could access on um, iFi Live for, for free mm. at home. And they also put on the, so like the end of, under twenty threes when we played Liverpool, they put that on. So any fans that had season tickets can go and watch that. I think there's another game coming up against Brentford, which we can access again. Um, Go and watch that. Where I think, yeah. So you, there's there's stuff they put on that you wouldn't. It's only for season ticket holders, if you like. Um, no one can just turn up. You have to be a season ticket holder to get to the to go to the games. So they've done stuff like that for season ticket holders, which is which is nice, um, which is good. Um, but yeah, I think they I think they I think they've embedded themselves in the community pretty well. Um, 
when I don't live in the community, so I don't I only go by what's been said. I don't mm-hmm. live, I don't actually live there. So I used to, I did used to live there, but I don't live there anymore. Um, so only it's only what I've read. Um, oh, that's good though. Yeah. And they've done, I'm on Don's local action group. I don't know if you heard about that, but that's that wasn't set up by the club per se, but it's by fans. But they they won an award from the you know they got a queen, an award from the Queen, I think, I think it was year or something. So um, yeah, the guy that set it up, he's got I think he got a, a Queen's award. Ah, oh, brilliant, brilliant! It's good to yeah. see. I, mean, I always feel that that side of that side of football doesn't get the promotion that it does, doesn't get the media no, it that, no. that it does, and it's a really fantastic side. And you think can go. Um, you mentioned the the posh sport just down the road from you. I mean, is 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 there any other sport than football that can reach out to the communities in the way that what football it, does? And, and what in, in, in general, in the local area, yeah. in general, in general, um, yeah. Um, I can't think of one personally. I really can't. I think football does amazing work in the community. I mean, not not as much as what football does. No. Not, at not all. because I, I think because obviously the, the reach it's got and the amount of fans it's got and the amount of people it touches, I think it could do a lot more. It does. It can do a lot more with football than you can with hmm. other niche sports, if you like. Really, um, just really because really of the, just because of the amount of people it, it reaches. Really does. Really does. Uh, new season coming up. Optimistic. I'm very, 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 very optimistic. Yeah. What's well, I always to- am. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, have there been any signings early on? Uh, any, any yeah, so we signed um, a guy from Chelsea, Luke McCormick. Ooh, um, nice. I don't know too much about him. I'm not, I've only just seen the name, so I don't know ins and outs. And we signed, we signed out um, previous player, Darius Charles from Wickham. I'm quite happy about that. Um, a lot of people said they're not, but I am. I think, I think when I see him play for Wickham, yeah, he seemed a different man, and I, I'm quite excited about that signing. Um, hopefully, we get some more in. Um, but I, I really have, you know, like when you have, com- I, I suppose you have confidence in Gareth Southgate, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that most of us do. I have so much confidence in Mark Robinson. I, 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 I don't know. It's something about him and about the way he approaches approaches the game, the way he speaks, about how, who he's promoted, about the, how the players have come through. Even when we lost games, I thought we didn't lose the game in the way that we used to lose a game. We lost that game by a silly one mistake or fluke. And that game would have been a nil-nil or a one-nil to Wimbledon where we didn't, we didn't finish it off. The players he's promoted, the, the players he's recruited, the, 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 the connections he's making, the, the sounds he's making about, oh, we, we sh- we, we're looking at... Um, Working with Chelsea to to get some of that. That's pos- that's all. That's all positive stuff. That's not, you know. And it's all what we should have been doing. That's right. He's he's right in doing that. You know, you should be looking at your your higher clubs, your Premier League clubs, if you can, and get try and get those youngsters through as well as your own ones, of course. But you need to work with those guys. And I don't think we did it enough. And we and we we need to do that. And I like the way he comes across. Um, Every single interview he's had, I've never, I'd, I've never felt come away from that and gone, oh, what's he talking about? Or I don't know what he's doing. Or no, nah, that's not the direction we should. No, everyone I've seen him talk, you know, speak on every interview, I've had a positive vibe from. Oh, brilliant. And, and we've always gone, with every interview and every game, we've always had a positive outcome. There's always been something good. You know, 
yeah, we stayed up. We didn't scrape scrape a state staying up, but like we did the other the other seasons. Yeah, and he, he's and he's doing other things as well. He's promoting from within, and all those sorts of things are key to keeping keeping um, the momentum going, but also keeping stuff within in house because that Mike Robinson, for example, he he started off with the with the kids. Um, mm-hmm. He knows those kids that he's promoting so well. He'll know when to promote them into the first team. He'll know he'll know because he knows them in and out, in and out. Mm. That's you can't replace that. No, you, you can't. You can't get a manager in and replace that. You can't do it. Um. So for that, so for, for those reasons, I mean, I'm I'm really positive um, mm. about the season, and yeah, I, I I'm I'm hopeful for mid table maybe playoff. Yeah, nice, um, <laughs> nice if, one. If we get if we get if we get the right players in and have the right season but um there's no reason why we shouldn't um you know with all the fans behind us in the ground and all that that's yeah it's going to be a great league next season it really is who, who are you looking forward to most getting down at player lane give us a because some great you know huge historic clubs in that division i mean i like sunderland i mean they're a big club i like i mean your rivals Sheffield Wednesday, I I want to see. I want to go to. I actually want to go to Hillsborough to be honest. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been there. I've heard I've heard a few negative thoughts about Hillsborough, but I've um, you'll hear a I, few I, more here. <laughs> well, someone told me some, a Rotherham fan. You know, can imagine a Rotherham <laughs> fan, the Millers, just told me about the prices and the um and the state of it. So I said, well, uh, okay, but I I just haven't been, so I just yeah. wanted to go. That's all. Um, yeah, there's there's loads, there's quite a few there's quite a few clubs in in our our our, our league League One. Um, but so, yeah, Sunderland, Sheffield, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think who else um, who came down actually from the Championship. Is it Derby? I don't. Know, I can't remember who came no, down now. I don't. They haven't made the decision yet, have they? It's either that's what Derby. I was trying to find. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's either it's and... either Derby or Wickham one or the other, isn't it? And Bolton's oh. come up as well with their. With 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 their... I see Bolton. I don't mind watching. I don't mind Bolton actually. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's a few clubs there. Yeah, of course. I mean, switch are spending a spending a, a good dollar as well on uh, getting in some good talent. I think they're they're getting a good. Oh, switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Portsmouth. So... I don't. I always go to the Portsmouth game because I, I live I live there. So I always go to the Fratton Park and I always go to the uh, the away game. It's good. Yeah. That's good fun. Uh, good old Fram Park. Lived around the corner from it myself back in the day. It's a great one. Great one. <laughs> now, uh, people listening, mate, who want to follow uh, AFC Wimbledon's story a bit more, um, what are the best sort of social media outlets to get to get the news on, on the club? Do you know them? I mean, obviously, the, the main page. Um, mm, on the website. Wimbledon. Yeah, the Wimbledon uh, Twitter page or the website, um, their, their main AFC Wimbledon one, they, they've got that. There are some fans' um, Twitter pages you can go you can go and have a look on as well. Um, I think Wiser is still up. I'm trying to think if Wiser is still up or not. I'm just trying to think. Don's Trust, obviously, is a good one. You type in the Don's Trust, you'll find information on there. Don't but the main, yeah, the main page is, is, is the... Uh, is the uh, is the, the main website basically? I'd, I'd say um, if you want to find the information on it, but I, I've got three accounts on it on Twitter. You could 
you can they're all fan accounts basically mm-hmm. if you're if you're a southern womble then you can go to the southern wombles ones swsg19 or you can go to the northern wombles nwsg19 Mm-hmm. Or if you're international one ball, not in not in the UK, you can go IWSG19. You can go on there. There we go. So, yeah, we've got free groups. <laughs> there we go. And for I mean, anyone who wants to so you do absolute great work connecting people in the game together through the, the Ultimate Sports Network. And people who want to find any more information about that, where how best to follow you on the social medias there? So if you go on um go on Twitter, you can do the alt. Ulti Footnet, that's the Ultimate Football Network, mm-hmm. or Ulti Sportnet, and also on LinkedIn, Ultimate Sports Network or Ultimate Football Network. You can you can jump on them and give me a fo- give me a follow, and then I'll um, contact you f- from there, or just give me a direct message on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that. We'll put we'll put those out in the in the description for people as well for, oh, for cool. those involved good. involved in the game. Uh, well, thank you for that today, Barry. Right, it's been great. I've really enjoyed it. It's been great to get the insight into the club. So it's a club I've admired for a long time. So it's yeah. I'm That's nice of you to say. Yeah, wish <laughs> you the best best of luck for, for the season ahead. Uh, Cool. That's that's it today, everyone. Uh, of course, I'm Adam at Uberfuck24. You can follow me across all the social medias. But till next time, uh, take care, stay safe, and goodbye for now. <laughs>